Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Jimmy Jenkins. And I'm Yael Grauer, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. On Friday, the EPA posted an issue paper about glyphosate. You may know this by its more common name, Roundup. Roundup! No need to pump, just point and shoot. Hit them in the leaves and it kills to the root. Ground fences, trees, even mulch beds. Because the only good weed is a weed that's dead. It's the most widely used agricultural chemical and one of the most controversial. It's used to kill dandelions in suburbia, but it's also applied to most of the produce that we eat. Its health effects have been debated for some time, but the EPA just said it doesn't believe that glyphosate is a carcinogen. However, the IARC, the World Health Organization's source for information about cancer, disagrees. They said last year that they think glyphosate is a probable cause of cancer in humans. So that was like big, big news. Beth Skorecki is a freelance health and science writer. She says the two agencies evaluate things differently. With IARC, when they say something is a cause of cancer or a probable or a possible cause of cancer, they have these different categories. They're looking for any evidence that it could cause cancer in some situation at some dose. If they think they see that connection, then they're like, okay, we're going to put this on one of these lists. Those lists have also included things like red meat, shift work, and even very hot beverages. The way a lot of other organizations do it, they look at it a little bit different way. With the EPA, they had a different collection of studies. They also had a different opinion on which ones were, you know, the higher and the low quality studies. And a lot of these studies were sort of iffy, and so they're looking at, well, how do we interpret this? So they had their own thoughts there. But part of it is the EPA is also considering exposure level. As they say, the dose makes the poison. A lot of people hear the IARC thing, and when they say probable cause of cancer, they think that means it probably causes cancer. But that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody will actually get cancer, even if they're right about that. So the EPA, um, they look at dosage. So one of the things in the set of guidelines that the EPA has for how you do these types of evaluations is they look at, you know, how much of this stuff people are actually getting exposed to. And in the case of glyphosate, it's like the average American gets like half a milligram per kilogram of body weight per day. And people that apply it as part of their jobs get like seven milligrams per body weight per day. And so they said any studies that are looking at more than 1,000 Right. So versus half a milligram or seven milligrams, they're saying if they're looking at more than 1000, we're going to consider that like just too far out of the realm of possibility. We're not going to consider that. So those are among the reasons why they came to different conclusions. And in fact, even the European Food Safety Authority looked at this same question after IARC did. And they came to a conclusion that's similar to what the EPA came to. But even though the EPA doesn't think it's a carcinogen, not everyone is convinced that glyphosate is safe. Roundup is made by Monsanto, and pretty much everything that company does really fires people up. I think that's like the reason this is a hot button issue. So glyphosate is a, it's a very, very commonly used pesticide. And it was popular even before Monsanto came along with these GMO crops that are resistant to it. So once they did come along with it, then, you know, people can spray their field with glyphosate, uh, which they also buy from Monsanto. And the weeds die, the crops live, and so then it became more and more, it's either the most commonly used pesticide or among one of the, you know, among the most commonly used. And this word pesticide includes herbicides, uh, which is what this is. So this isn't a bug killer, this is a weed killer. And so people who are interested in 
finding things wrong with GMOs are also interested in finding things wrong with glyphosate because um, it's so strongly tied to this very popular type of GMO crop. So people did use glyphosate before GMOs and they still use it. You can buy it at the at the garden store and spray it on the dandelions in your lawn, you know. Um, but it definitely has that association. And actually, if you look at the the comments on this report and this um, meeting, because this report is put out in advance of a meeting that's going to happen in a few weeks, um, most of the comments on it are from people who are like anti-GMO type saying there's too much of this in our communities and whatever, like with, with no, they're not providing any extra scientific backing or answering the questions that the EPA is saying, you know, please comment on this paper about, they're just saying, like, get this stuff out of our vaccines, which is, like, not even a thing. But Beth thinks healthy skepticism of herbicides is pretty important. There's definitely this problem environmentally with glyphosate resistance. So the weeds, um, a lot of weeds are starting to become resistant to it. So then you need to spray even more of it. And it's also driving people to maybe use less glyphosate and move on to other pesticides that you know, may or may not be more toxic. And there are concerns. I mean, it's a pesticide, it's a chemical that's being sprayed on food. So it's important to ask these questions about safety, you know, but you have to be able to separate the emotion of, I want this to be a bad thing from, you know, the facts of, okay, what are they actually showing us? One important factor going forward is making sure that the review process is unbiased. You have to make sure that whoever's evaluating this doesn't have conflicts of interest with these companies. And I mean, I think this process of doing this study and then getting scientific advice on it is really great. And I, I do agree that it really depends on whether these people have conflicts of interest or not. Okay, Yael, do we think this was a news dump? Why do you think it came out on Friday? Glyphosate's a pretty hot button issue, so I can see why the EPA would want to downplay these findings. But Beth says the public can still weigh in. The public comments on this are open until October 4th. And then on October, I think, 18th to 21st, there's going to be a meeting of a scientific advisory board in Washington. And so they put out a list of the questions that they have for the scientific advisory board, saying things like comment on the studies that we use, did we pick the right studies? Are there other ones we don't know about? How helpful are these studies to inform our knowledge of the cancer risk? And, you know, asking for these experts' opinions of anything that was like a judgment call where, you know, the evidence was inconclusive. So that's going to be the next step. And then they'll presumably use that to inform how they regulate this product going forward. Beth Korecki is a health and science writer and the author of Outbreak, 50 Tales of Epidemics That Terrorize the World, coming out on October 1st. Find her online at bethskw.com or on Twitter at bethskw. We'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive.